live in studio on Z95.3. This is the Kid Carson Show. Here's Kid Carson and Jordan McCloskey. Hey, good morning, radio buddies. And good night, Aunt Jemima. She's on her way out the door. Aunt Jemima, they're going to take her name off the bottle. And we're talking about the syrup. Everyone knows Aunt Jemima, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah big part of my childhood. I saw this story. They're going to get rid of Aunt Jemima. They're going to get rid of Uncle Ben. Yeah, Uncle Ben's going to undergo a makeover to phase out the racial stereotypes that is on the brand. It's I a guess. big story yeah. right now. They might even, well, they say they're going to start with, with removing Aunt Jemima's face from the maple syrup or the table syrup or whatever officially it's called. And then they're going to eventually change the name and get rid of the whole Aunt Jemima brand. Mm-hmm. And so I first saw this online and I thought I was reading the comments on, on social because for me, my first, my first honest reaction was I rolled my eyes. I'm like, okay, like it's gone too far. Mm. Like, you know, there's stories of them going to cancel Paw Patrol, like the, 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 the protests and the riots that are happening for the right reasons. I just feel like it was spilling over into other stuff that doesn't really matter. Like this is supposed to be about protecting black lives, you know, mm. police that are, that are killing, you know, black people in the streets and getting away with it. That's what it's about. And so to, to read, like, now they're, you know, they're going to cancel the cartoon Paw Patrol because one of the puppies is a, is a police puppy. And, and then they're going to now cancel it, take away Aunt Jemima. And my first reaction as a white dude from Vancouver was to go, okay, like, it's getting, it's getting off track of what the, the point is. Well, see, I, under, I, I and, saw the Aunt Jemima thing. I was like, yeah, it's obvious. See, I didn't. I just, oh, really? I just, look, I mean, listen, in my ignorant point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole time has been about. It's about, you know, people who don't understand with privilege, like we have, because we're white guys, is to go, okay, well, understand, a new, take our understanding to a new level. Right. You know, we love all people, people from all different walks of life and religion and races. I mean, that's just, we're this, I think most of us are like that. Most of us listening are like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we understand the privilege that we have. And that's what the whole, this whole process has been the last few weeks. I see the story and I kind of roll my eyes. It's my instant reaction. And then, uh, like that for me, I look at the Aunt Jemima thing, like, it's a, it's a part of my childhood. Like I look at Aunt Jemima as like this sweet, loving character that was sitting on my table at least once or twice a week growing up. Right. That's how I just perceived it. I was reading some comments that Aunt Jemima was based on a real woman named Miss Green, who was a black slave and then came into a bunch of money and was wealthy and then used her money to lift up her community, her black community, and, and reinvested the money that she that she came across. So I was reading all these comments saying that. You know, here's another company trying to squash the image of a successful black woman. And I'm like, oh, my God, is there some kind of conspiracy here to, like, you know, mm. get rid of Aunt Jemima because she's actually a positive? And then it's the other comments that are saying, no, it's 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 racist because her image comes from, you know, the, the, the history of, you know, black people working as slaves and serving the food to the family. And they were kind of an inferior you know, role in society, and that, yeah, that's where it's image an awful comes era. from. That, that's what I saw <gasps> when right. I saw the image. That's what I. So I didn't you know. really like get that, you know, until you know last night when I'm reading all these stories. But it's, it's funny online. You you can read one comment and and really like get invested. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Then you read another comment, and you go, well, that's the truth. Quaker Oats, which is owned by Pepsi, announcing that they're getting rid of the 130-year-old Aunt Jemima brand, famous for pancake mixes, maple syrup, and other breakfast foods. Its packaging will no longer feature the controversial Aunt Jemima image, and soon they will completely change the brand's name altogether. I never thought about uh, Uncle Ben right? being, uh, you know, I just thought, well, there's a brand with a black face. Yeah, like a black, like a black person. 
Well, this is the point of and everything still, going on is that you kind of open your mind and start to look at things a little differently and go, oh, yeah, that is not a great thing. Because just if you just look at the shelf, you see there are some products with white faces on them. And then you see other products with black faces on them. I just think, well, it's a di- just a different person. Mm. I don't realize that these images are actually, you know, derogatory or, mm. you know, I, I never thought about it before. So, yeah, what an interesting journey yeah. to suddenly have your eyes open to, the, to this. Aunt Jemima, even. Aunt Jemima is that kind of stereotype. I assumed that, like, Aunt Jemima was the founder. <laughs> so I, thought, I thought it was her. I honest to God. <laughs> thought she was the founder. I honest to God just thought, well, well probably Aunt Jemima, as a kid, we did think that. I, I just thought it's Aunt Jemima syrup. She, that's like the, the president or the inventor right. of Aunt Jemima syrup. Yeah. When you're a kid, you don't realize that Aunt Jemima is just like a fake made up brand and you probably still thought that as an adult i thought uncle you... ben was maybe maybe oh this is a great a, a brand of rice started by a black guy yeah uncle ben's cool yeah never even thought it's a made-up person never thought about it i like God. how you said it's the journey that you you took it's to the journey you take discovery. and your eyes are open up to these things um, yeah i'm jemima in a statement to nbc news quaker oats writing in part we recognize aunt jemima's origins are based on a racial stereotype there you go it's a thing so goodbye, Aunt Jemima, for all the right reasons. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Said 95.3. Have you ever heard of something called Post Secret? No, I've heard of Post Malone, <laughs> but not Post Secret. It's funny. My mom told me about Post Secret years ago. She was a big fan of this, of this uh, I think it's a blog or a website, and also books, series of books. Um, so I was scrolling through Instagram, and I found this woman who shared a story about her experience with Post Secret, and she kind of explains what it is and then what happened with her in, in this post-secret website. So I'll just read it to you. It's really cool. It says, this is one of the most beautiful and touching stories I've heard all year. My friend Nate was telling me about this community art project called Post Secret, where you write your secrets on a postcard and you mail them to the founder, Mark Warren, who shares them anonymously. When I think of the word secrets, I realize that we all have them. They include thoughts that we're ashamed to share. Opinions we're afraid to voice and traumas we never talk about because we're afraid the people we know will judge us. So we hide them. It makes sense that so many people would rather write down the secrets that eat them alive onto a postcard and mail them anonymously to Frank, a complete stranger who shares them with his community of other complete strangers. It's a form of therapy to let it out somehow. Anyway, Nate has this post secrets book in it are all kinds of secrets Stuff like, my mother's an escort and nobody knows. Or, I eat dog treats. Or, my family pretends everything is okay, but it's not. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mm-hmm. eat dog treats. Hey, it's a secret. I'm going to be looking at everybody at the grocery store now that has a dog treat in their grocery cart. And I'm going to be like, I wonder if that person secretly eats these. I like you didn't even respond to the my mother's an escort and no one knows. <laughs> but suddenly the dog treats thing is like, so this woman goes on to say this. But this was the part that had me and Nate in tears. One of the secrets stood up from the rest and it felt like a sign. I can't even read it without getting emotional. This story was sent in as a post secret to Frank. And it says, dear Frank. I've made six postcards, all with secrets that I was afraid to tell the one person I tell everything to, my boyfriend. This morning, I planned to mail them to you for your book, but instead, I left them on the pillow next to his head while he was sleeping. Just 10 minutes ago, he arrived at my office and asked me to marry him, and I said yes. Oh, wow. 
So then the woman says, take it as a sign. You deserve a love like this. We all do. Our partners and our closest friends should be the people who know our darkest thoughts and secrets, but still choose us and support us and stand with us. And most importantly, love us anyways, fiercely without hesitation. You don't have to tell everyone about your secrets, and I'm not suggesting that you do, but what does it say about the quality of our close relationships when we feel we have to hide parts of ourselves in order for people to accept us, include us, and love us? What does that say? Here's the truth. With the right person, you'll never have to hide. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's a site you can still mail your secrets to, right? See if it's still there. My mom told me about this uh, site long time There's ago. Secret sites. It's just cool to see other There is a postsecret.com. Mail your secrets today. That's it. It's still there. Good morning, radio buddies. This weekend, a very special day is coming up for our friend Jordan McCloskey. It's his wedding anniversary. How exciting. One year. One full year. Can you believe it? Because you were there. So it feels like it was yesterday. Wow. I walked your wife down the aisle. Diana walked down the aisle. I was on one side. Your other best buddy was on the other side. Yeah, we eloped. Beautiful village. Yeah. So what are you guys going to do on Saturday? Well, Considering you're not going to be together. That's yeah, I think I think we're going to do, well, not, we don't do Zoom, we do FaceTime, not FaceTime, sorry, WhatsApp video, not that it matters, but okay. yeah, we do a WhatsApp video, hopefully the boys will be there, and yeah, we'll just cheers to each other. Yeah, it just suddenly came up, and then we're like, oh, we're not going to be together, because usually I've celebrated her birthdays, actually my birthdays, I was in Russia, uh, but I was in Russia for her birthday a couple times, for the boys' birthdays, and now this is a big, huge, monumental thing. We're like, oh my God, we're not going to be together. You know, yeah, like weird. most couples would celebrate their one year anniversary. That'd be a big thing. So we're not trying to overthink it, but just be like, oh, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, she's going to be coming out hopefully in a month once her visa gets in. But yeah, it's it kind of, it doesn't suck because we're married for a year, but it sucks that we're not physically together. First year anniversary. What's the, is that the paper? The, the year of paper? Huh? What's that? There's, what things, there's things for anniversaries. Really? Paper? You don't know this. Google, no. Google it. Say, what's the thing for, I don't know what you say, but hey, just bro. type in one year anniversary thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's a thing. <laughs> one year I think you have to give her a gift for, that's made of paper. Are you kidding me? And then year two and year three, year four, every year it's something different. Ideas? Uh, what do you do for a one year anniversary? It doesn't say anything. Did, okay, did you do that thing with your wife? No, I didn't do it. So then why, why are you telling me to do it? <laughs> okay, anniversary gifts year by year. Here you go. How can you not find this? I found it in one second. Oh, don't you tell me about searching things. I put one university <laughs> special things is what you said. I tell you to look for the Ghostbusters theme and you come up with some All right. <laughs> Romanian song. That's... First anniversary is paper. I was right. Okay, so specifically. Second anniversary is cotton. So I have to make something out of paper. Um, or buy something out of paper. You know, buy something made of paper. Year three is leather. Year four is fruit or flowers. I'm not sure where this list originated yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. Fifth anniversary is wood. <laughs> you definitely won't be giving her that on well, the first anyways, anniversary. I wasn't thinking that. I just thought it was just a weird Sixth thing. Sixth anniversary you went there. is candy or iron. That's a mystery. It's a weird list. They're just screwing with Let's us. Skip I think. ahead here. The twentieth anniversary is China. 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 I have to have my China. Twenty <laughs> first anniversary is fire. 
18th anniversary is a Blu-ray copy of Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What is this? Because it's hard for me to send her things from Russia. It's difficult. Like, there's flower shops, but you could imagine, you know, with the language barrier and all those things. And I'm not, I don't, Leanna's not really into flowers, to be honest with you. Hmm. I wish there was skip the dishes there that I could surprise her with, like, <laughs> food or something. Or I'm, Happy anniversary, or honey. Here's champagne. some skip the dishes. I could, oh I could, I could get one of her friends to get some champagne or something, but it sucks because I'm not there to do all these things or her mom. But that's an idea, though. What you do is you get one of her friends, you yeah. go buy some champagne, you write a nice note. Yeah, that's and you, true. You, you take, you scan it. You take it. You write a nice note. You scan it. You get her friend to print it out. Oh, you're doing the paper thing again. It's paper. Oh, okay. And then, and then your friend goes and drops it off in, in her mailbox or on her doorstep, and it'll be like as if you dropped it off. And you just act like you dropped okay. it off. Yeah, there's something. Okay, they would do that too. There's something. Okay, that's good. Actually, that's good. And then yeah. I can and then I can say, did you know that these things, you know, one year anniversary, it's a paper and it seems very romantic. Okay, yeah. Right, gotcha. See, I gotcha. I'm your boy. Got my back. Got your back, buddy. Okay, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. This is the Kid Carson Show. On Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Z95.3. Have you ever heard of something called Post Secret? No, I've heard of Post Malone. But not post secret. It's funny. My mom told me about post secret years ago. She was a big fan of this. Of this, uh, I think it's a blog or a website, and also books, series of books. Um, so I was scrolling through Instagram, and I found this woman who shared a story about her experience with post secret, and she kind of explains what it is, and then what happened with her in, in this post secret website. So I'll just read it to you. It's really cool. It says, "This is one of the most beautiful and touching stories I've heard all year." My friend Nate was telling me about this community art project called Post Secret, where you write your secrets on a postcard and you mail them to the founder, Mark Warren, who shares them anonymously. When I think of the word secrets, I realize that we all have them. They include thoughts that we're ashamed to share, opinions we're afraid to voice, and traumas we never talk about because we're afraid the people we know will judge us. So we hide them. It makes sense that so many people would rather write down the secrets that eat them alive onto a postcard and mail them anonymously to Frank, a complete stranger, who shares them with his community of other complete strangers. It's a form of therapy to let it out somehow. Anyway, Nate has this post-secrets book. In it are all kinds of secrets. Stuff like, my mother's an escort and nobody knows. Or, I eat dog treats. Or... My family pretends everything is okay, but it's not. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mm-hmm. eat dog treats. Hey, it's a secret. I'm going to be looking at everybody at the grocery store now that has a dog treat in their grocery cart, and I'm going to be like, I wonder if that person secretly eats these. I like you didn't even respond to the my mother's an escort and no one knows, <laughs> but suddenly the dog treats thing is like... So this woman goes on to say this, but this was the part that had me and Nate in tears. One of the secrets stood out from the rest, and it felt like a sign. I can't even read it without getting emotional. This story was sent in as a post-secret to Frank. And it says, Dear Frank, I've made six postcards, all with secrets that I was afraid to tell the one person I tell everything to, my boyfriend. This morning, I planned to mail them to you for your book. But instead, I left them on the pillow next to his head while he was sleeping. Just 10 minutes ago, he arrived at my office and asked me to marry him. And I said yes. Oh, wow. So then the woman says, take it as a sign. You deserve a love like this. We all do. Our partners and our closest friends should be the people who know our darkest thoughts and secrets, but still choose us 
and support us and stand with us. And most importantly, love us anyways, fiercely without hesitation. You don't have to tell everyone about your secrets, and I'm not suggesting that you do, but what does it say about the quality of our close relationships when we feel we have to hide parts of ourselves in order for people to accept us, include us, and love us? What does that say? Here's the truth. With the right person, you'll never have to hide. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's a site you can still mail your secrets to, right? See if it's still there. My mom told me about this uh, site long time ago. Secret sites. It's just cool to see other people's secrets. There is a postsecret.com. Mail your secrets today. That's it. It's still there. The Kid Carson Show presents The Big Free Plug. Good morning, everybody. We now invite you to look inward and breathe deep. Oh, Jordan's actually doing it. Yeah, and I'm doing the downward dog thing. Fantastic. No, that's the wrong thing. All right. I wanted to share with you one of my favorite secrets in Vancouver. On 4th Ave, there's a little place called Halsa. And we have the owner of Halsa in the studio right now. In fact, he's taken this moment to actually meditate along with the music. (laughs) I expect nothing less from Christian. That's right. How are you, buddy? I'm really good. Thank you, brother. How are you? I'm great. It's uh, nice to see you here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. We've met before, of course, at your at your float place. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people don't even know what floating is. Take it. So maybe you can give us a little... I will say, though, that it's it's uh, what Christian's going to describe to you. I, I right away will tell you I endorse it 100%. It's amazing. Oh, my man. I'm a customer or a client of your, yeah. of your spot, and I, I love it there. So it's cool to have you here, by the way. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, so flotation therapy, floating. Um Something super simple, it kind of goes back to our ancient ancestors of taking the waters, you know, where we go into a place where um, we're healed by water and salt. Yeah, so water and salt are the two key ingredients. Yeah. So you've got water that's saturated with a thousand pounds of Epsom salts. You're floating about 10 inches of water and totally saturated with the salt. So you can lay back and you're totally held and supported, but there's no pressure anywhere in your body, right? So you get this wonderful sort of buoyant feeling of floating. And... uh that gives you this, this uh, there's a part of your brain that's constantly aware of the gravitational field of the planet, right? And it's keeping you upright and keeping you centered. When, though, that effect of gravity is reduced, that part of your brain gets to relax. And there's this sort of deep, deep uh, uh, kind of rest that comes from allowing that part to kind of shut down. Right. Water, skin temperature, you lose a sense of where the water bends, the body begins. So sense of touch disappears. We play some music at the beginning, that fades out into silence, so now you're floating in silence. You've got the option to turn out the lights, so you can float in total darkness. So, uh, And it feels like you're floating in outer space. Totally. Basically. Totally. Outer space uh, and inner space, you know? Uh, so it's that kind of, uh, you know, you're going into, like, nothing, and then going inside and kind of revealing that opening up again inside. It's so cool. Very cool. Uh, I've it, never done it. George, you've never yeah. done it? The only thing I, I it's it was a Simpsons episode. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's how I remember know the, of this. Thing. Lisa and Homer. And they yeah, and then the, Homer went down the road with. Totally, like, and, and Lisa had this incredible kind of psychedelic experience. With it, Does that know? happen? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I have gone in there stone cold sober. Yeah, and and had really transcendental kind of psychedelic experiences, where uh, you know, kind of dropping into the void and then everything opening up and being able to hear colors and see sounds. That's and, like when I get into meditation Take when it. you get into that like third eye sort of thing what Take i've told it. you i've seen yeah, things yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that i would love to do this yeah 
dope. You would, you actually would love this, dude. I mean, yeah. I loved it so much. I, I first tried it before it was in Canada. I tried it at a place in London, England. And after I tried it once, I was like, I want to open up a floating business. And so I came back here and a couple of my buddies and I actually explored doing that. We didn't end up doing it. Um, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> Appreciate it. Because now I can just go float in your paws. I don't have to worry about maintaining the whole place. Man, the salt and the pumps and the, all that it's stuff. It's a lot of work, so, right? Yeah, totally. It's a lot yeah. of work. That's and a lot of work. I can imagine because you guys have obviously had to been, you've been shut down, like mm-hmm. all the other businesses in town, yeah. that um, people are, there must be a lot of built up uh, demand to get back in one because you can't really experience floating on your own. Like at least yoga, you could do at home. Yeah. No, the gyms are closed. You can go for a run or work out in the park. Yeah. But with yeah. floating, it's a very unique experience that you need that special float tank to do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like there's no other environment on earth like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, where we've got all these sort of ingredients that come together and, and uh, totally people like it's part of their regular self care. You know, yeah. it's a time where I take 90 minutes to do nothing except relax or go inwards or work out problems or come up with creative solutions to things. Like there's as many reasons or ways that people use it as we have people that come in. Like Just, ment- mental health for me is yeah. a great thing. Like, I go in there, Jordan, you, you, I'm telling you, man, you would be all about this because you're getting back into meditation and stuff you were yeah. saying last week. It's like you, you come out of there and suddenly you, because you've been, in, you've been in such a quiet space for so long that you walk outside and suddenly the birds seem so much louder and you notice everything. You've noticed yourself talking a bit quieter. You're just calm and relaxed and in your body and just sort of chill. Like it's, it's such a cool cool thing i know my other buddy jason and i will go for a tank we'll go for a, a float together and then um not in the same, tank, the same time rooms, yeah separate rooms, rooms. <laughs> you, know, you know it's one per per pot yeah. no but then afterwards we'll go you know across the street and uh you know grab a drink or something and we just sit there and it's like we're able to have like these really cool connecting conversations because yeah. you're just in a different your head's in a different place oh, it's awesome. altered consciousness yeah, for sure so great i also love going in the float tank when i've got a big problem to conquer and then, you know, you just, you come out with the answer. Yeah, right. And you go, where'd that come from? I know. It was in my head the whole time. Yeah. Sometimes you need to like let things sit for a week with you to, to figure something out. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like an hour float and it's like much speeds up the process. Yeah. It's so cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, so I'm great. Right. Appreciate it. What's the website? Uh, Halsa, www.halsa, H-A-L-S-A dot C-A. Awesome. Uh-huh. And you guys are open. What does a float, what does a float cost? So it's 65 bucks yep. uh, for a 90 minute float. Right, okay. uh, and we give you everything you need, towels and shampoo and conditioner, that lovely space. Um, and we do offer like a, we, we encourage three times, you know, just that first time you're getting used to this weird environment. Second time you can relax into it. Third time you'll really get a sense of it. Yeah. And so we offer a kind of $149 for the first three floats. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I would recommend that. Well, Christian, great to have you in here for Free Pug Thursday. Thanks, brother. And um, I really I hope, appreciate it. I dropped a hint with my wife that I wanted to go floating for Father's Day. Oh, there you go. So we might see you there this weekend. Yeah. Okay, cool, okay, man. That'd be cool. Right, right on, dude. Set you up. Awesome. Thanks, Thank brother. You. The Big Free Plug. Said 95.3. Good morning, radio buddies. It's not easy being a human being. More specifically, it's not easy being a parent. It's not easy. It's a grind sometimes. So I wanted to share this little tidbit that I read, and it gave me a little bit of uh, inspiration, a little bit of, you know, perspective, and I thought I might do the same thing for you. It's basically a post I saw on Instagram. It says, my toddler manipulated me, and I liked it. I thought, oh, God, what's going on here? Because I get manipulated all the time. (laughs) What's for dinner, the snacks, it's a lot around food, you know? Oh, that's how the manipulation starts. How can you trick me to give you... Chips? Yeah. 
that you know exactly. Right? Axel loves his chips. I mean, in my defense, <laughs> they're not like real chips. They're like healthy non-GMO right. chips made of cardboard, but still, they're <laughs> chips. Cardboard chips. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, we, we kids manipulate all the time, and sometimes it can get frustrating. We're like, okay, like stop playing me, like you know, back and forth between mom and dad, or or even through his older sister. You know, I'm thinking of Axel. He's like, you know, six. He's a master, right, of the manipulation. And I saw this uh, thing online. I'm like, God, oh, this is a good reminder. It says that manipulative behavior in babies and toddlers is a good developmental sign. It's the way they learn about the world and how they get what they want from it. It is said that the most strong-willed children often go the furthest in life. Hmm. I thought, ah, oh, you're right. You're right. Imagine your kid just did everything you said without challenging you at all. Like a little soldier? Yeah, you'd kind of think like, wow. You just be one of those people that goes to work and has a job where someone bosses you around and you just take it and do it. And it's kind of a nice reminder to go, yeah, I want my kid to learn how to manipulate. Maybe that means he's going to be a lawyer mm-hmm. or, you know, he or knows start how- a cult or start a cult. <laughs> you know, just make me proud. Make me proud, <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah. And I'm like, so there you go. A nice reminder. Yeah. Your kids are manipulative. Your kids are awesome liars even. Maybe that's a good thing. All right, so what's next? Coming up on the Kid Carson Show. Free plug Thursday. One of my favorite local businesses coming up in a sec here. Plus, your Hollywood Minute next. Johnny Depp's ex is being accused of some pretty scandalous stuff by him in in some court documents. Oh, boy. uh, Yeah. Sounds like someone's in some Hollywood hot water. Spicy hot water. Come on. You're listening to the Kid Carson Show on Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. So I think we've all noticed that the clapping at seven o'clock has really died down. Like it's basically, it's basically done. Well, I was, I was telling you, I was sitting out in the patio, my patio, getting some sun, having a pint and it, it became seven o'clock and I was like, what's, was there somebody clapping? And I saw one person clapping and really loud and like almost angry and like, Ugh. and that was it. I tried to look for other people clapping and. Nobody was clapping. So it's, yeah, it's down to one person, at least where I live, the yeah. area where I live. That's what I was going to say. That okay, was start I over. Was, that's what I was going to say. Start over. No, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I've, I've noticed that that's the thing. There are so few people left clapping, but the people that are clapping are mad that no one else is clapping. Like they're hanging on. They're, they're disgusted with the rest of us yeah. who've kind of moved on or over the hype. And they're like... That's what it felt like yesterday. And they're look, yeah, they're looking. I know it's the same thing in my neighborhood. There's one lady. She lives on my block, and like an angry clapper. So it's not even about. It's not even the energy of like love and, and togetherness and, and great gratitude. Yeah. And it's like the the, the the last clappers are the angry clappers. And I was sitting there with my feet up, drinking a pint, like I said, getting some sun with my sunglasses. And I, I swear she, she was looking right at me. And it's like, you know, you live in a condo, so you're far away from the other condos. Right. I was just going, oh, my God, she's going to get her binoculars out and just look for everybody yeah. to go to stop at me. Isn't that strange? It's a weird phenomenon. Yeah. I always wondered how it would end because how do you stop thanking the frontline healthcare workers? Like, how do you stop thanking them? Of course, it's just something else comes up in the news feed. That's what happens. The kind of the hype died down with the with the virus. And now it's like the the, the, the protests and the riots and like that kind of took over our conscious, our collective consciousness, mm-hmm. and the clapping kind of went away. That yeah. something just doesn't end. It needs to be replaced right. with something else that takes our mind off of that thing onto something else. But you and I are a bit obsessed with it. It's true. When it was happening, exactly, it's like, is this going to go on forever? Or is it just going to, like you said, slowly die down? And I wonder when the angry clappers will give up. Yeah. Or will they always just keep it going? And yeah. they get angrier and angrier. 
Like I said, she's going to like, the, the one near me is going to have binoculars out and going, hey, yo. Yeah, screaming at Get you. Get your pan out. Oh, God. This yeah. is the Kid Carson Show. Yeah. One Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Red 95.3. Hey, good morning, radio buddies. Jordan found this uh, cool new show you can watch on YouTube if you're a fan of iconic 80s movies. An invisible man sleeping in your bed. Oh, who you going to call? Jordan is a fan. Love that song. Movies. You're, you're, you know, you're you're an actor. Yeah. You're a, a screenwriter. Uh, you know, want to be producer someday. So you love this stuff. So you always dig up the coolest sort of fan fan stuff of movies. I, do, I love all movies. Seventies, sixties, nineties. I'm a fan of movies. There he is. <laughs> there he is. And I, I especially love Ghostbusters. I, who doesn't? That song, first of all, is just a classic. One of the best opening theme songs to a movie and just a movie song ever right but yeah i found i found josh gad are you familiar with him he's uh, josh gad gad g-a-d josh gad he was the voice of um the the snowman in frozen okay gotcha yeah he's an actor and he has this show since the quarantine and all the self-isolation he does a really good zoom show on youtube called reunited apart where he basically reunites all these classic iconic 80s movies casts together so he's done um uh, back to the future right he got michael j fox christopher lloyd whoever else was in it all together and they talk basically about the movie and their experience and their thoughts uh the goonies he brought everybody back wow the goonies including josh brolin and he played the brother uh and again and, and steven spielberg came on and they kind of hinted at a sequel you know because they've always talked about oh we can maybe reboot it and bring everybody back but the last one they just did recently was Ghostbusters. Reunited, reunited, reunited there are a few films that can genuinely warrant the question, where were you when you first saw blah, 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 blah. The first movie I can tell you definitively where I was is a movie that rocked my world on the night of June the 8th. By the way, all I can picture now is a snowman from I know. Frozen. <laughs> I know. I feel like he's the one hosting the show. Yeah. And people either love the snowman or they, they hated him because really? he could be annoyed. So he can kind of be on the verge here. Yeah. But he does a good job hosting. Very distinctive voice. The screen lit up, the lights went down, and I was transported to the New York City Public Library, where a kindly looking librarian was doing her due diligence, cleaning up reference cards. God, I remember this, the opening scene of Ghostbusters. The, one of the best. He's I really love that painting the picture yeah. well. As those same reference cards started scattering everywhere. The woman went running, stopped in her tracks, looked at the camera, and screamed. And then I heard them. Five words that would go down in history as some of the most indelible film phrases of all time. Say it with me. I know you want to. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Hey! Oh, hey, buddy. How's it going? It's Josh. How are you? I'd love to do this. Thank you for even asking. Then does a Zoom call. With that's actually the new director of the Ghostbusters, a new reboot, whose father did the old Ghostbusters, and then Bill Murray comes on, Dan Aykroyd, um, all, the whole cast comes on, Sigourney Weaver, and they all talk about Ghostbusters. But the best part of this whole thing is the original singer Ray Parker Jr. comes in and sings the theme song with an electric guitar, and everybody starts singing the Ghostbusters scene. The whole cast. Something strange. Here it is, right here. In the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? You kind of hear them say What a cool idea. And it just reminds you, it's really it's really fun to be a fan 
of it anything. Is. Whatever you're a fan of, it's fun to be a he fan. He does a really good job. So I suggest if anybody wants something to watch, watch this. He teased the next one he's going to do. Yeah. Ferris Bueller. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to wow. bring back the cast of Ferris Bueller, and they're going to talk about it. And so you just go to YouTube, and what do you search? It's Reunited Apart. Reunited Apart is on the name YouTube. of the show. Yeah. Come on. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show on Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Sad.